Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, and I want to remind you, uh, still a few days left for you to donate to my Real Men Wear Pink campaign, where if I raise just uh, about $800 more, that's, that's as close as I am to $7,500 I've raised so far this past four weeks. I've been blown away by your generosity. Megan and I can't thank you enough. Uh, her story is definitely having an impact, and hopefully it's getting uh, even younger people to realize that you know, even though mammograms are regular after the age of 40, there's a lot of people out there under the age of 40 that do get diagnosed, and you have to detect it early. So you can donate today at WMAY.com slash pink. Read our story uh, and donate. Every little bit helps. Five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks. Uh, I even got to give a shout out to Al from D-Town. He's donated twice. Uh, so that's just so cool. Uh, greatly appreciate all the uh, all the support there for the American Cancer Society because uh, the incredible work they do in in uh, providing uh, research and also support for those who are diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, but sometimes even the American Cancer Society is not enough. There's there's sometimes more support that needs to be had. Uh, and uh, my next guest joining us, uh, Lisa Woods, she wrote a book, When Good Boobs Go Bad, Cut Them Out of Your Life. And she joins us now on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Lisa, thanks for taking time with us. Your story, uh, I think uh, my wife Megan is going to very much... Uh, relate to uh, because uh, you talk about the support that you were able to find in some places that uh, typically you don't find it necessarily. So tell us about your book. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me on this morning. Um, yeah. So in July of 2014, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was the seventh woman in my family at that time. And, and now we've had number eight. So it wasn't a complete shock, even though I was hoping it wouldn't happen, uh, hoping it was passed me by, but uh, it wasn't complete shock. So I just, uh, I didn't have to go through the whole acceptance part of it as much as I had expected it. So I kind of just kicked into high gear and, okay, I've got this. What are we going to do about it? And, uh, you know, head that direction. And so I decided I really wanted to write about it. I really wanted to share my experiences, uh, mostly for the women in my family who may come across it later. I have a huge extended family. I wanted them to know what it's like, uh, friends and family who might in, you know, encounter it. And so I started a Facebook blog called When Good Boobs Go Bad, Lisa's Odyssey. And uh, there I just wrote about everything, uh, everything, what it looks like, what it feels like, how I'm feeling about it, uh, just very raw and honest and um that uh, I got so much support and I had su survivors from all over the country, all over the world that contacted me. And it was amazing. It helped me so much to, uh, you know, hear their stories, to be able to talk to them about what I was feeling, know that they went through the same thing. It helps so much to talk to other people who have been there before and to see they came out the other side of it, went on with life. And uh, that's really important when you're facing this, because the first thing is doom and gloom. And, and you need to know that other people have gone through it and, and survived it. I have never gotten the diagnosis, but my wife has. And seeing the emotions that she's gone through in the past year and a half, 20 months, has been pretty incredible. Um, and the amount of support that she's found from online communities has been, I I've been blown away. Um, this was during a time, at least for, for Megan's story, where you know they there was no in-person support groups. You know, there was no in-person uh, gatherings of uh, survivors, and her only avenue was to reach out and to find these types of online communities like you helped spur uh, yeah. so many years ago. Talk about um, the types of things that survivors 
are able to um, share with those who are going through this? Like, you know, there's so many different types of cancer. There's so many different stages, sure. different treatment options, different even schedules of treatments. Yeah. Uh, talk a bit about how survivors like yourself and others out there that are parts of these online community that you highlight in your book, uh, how they're able to impart knowledge and give that hope to, to those going through a diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. There are... Um so many different kinds of breast cancer, which I didn't realize at the time. You just hear breast cancer. Okay, it's one thing. It's not. Lots of different stages, grades, um, different positive, negative, different treatments. Uh, so everything, everyone is different, but there's something the same about all of them. And so every survivor, no matter what type you had, what treatment you had, can help someone else. And uh, the biggest support, the biggest information that I got was from the people I connected with online, the other survivors. And just to be able to talk to someone else and know that what you're feeling is normal. It's, you know, someone else went through it. They felt the same way about it. Um, other survivors gave me good tips on how to deal with some of the side effects of chemo, um, how to deal with some of the um, issues that come up after surgery, after the reconstruction. Um, just just having somebody else reach out and go, yeah. Yeah, I had that. You know, I was talking to somebody last night, a friend of mine who's reading the book right now, and she was texting me saying, I feel like I could have written this because it's exactly how I felt. It's exactly what I went through and and how losing your eyelashes, you know, she said losing to me, losing my eyelashes was devastating. And she said the same thing. She said it was worse than losing my hair. Megan had uh, a rough time with her eyebrows. Yes. uh, And it freaked me out when she lost her eyelashes. I was like, are you kidding? And then she even went further and said, I don't have any nose hair. Yeah. Well, some of the hair, you know, I was hoping that my leg hair wouldn't come back. It did. You know, things that you don't want to have to deal and, and with that, again. And that's but something, too, that you, you can have You can have those kind of, you know, uh, good kind of, you know, humorous yes. conversations right. even with yeah. that online community. Things that other people can understand that are, are some of them really strange, yeah. you know. And you have that uh, community that can support that and make you feel like you're not going through it alone. And to be able to share that with other people is, is just a great thing to be able to help somebody else who might not have any other support find that and you can find it online you can find uh, local support groups and if you're a person who doesn't want to interact with other people you can find online groups that you can just observe and you can still get information from what they talk about you know you can get great information about how to deal with side effects that you're not going to get from your doctor Mm -hmm. because if they haven't done it they don't really know they know what you know the information they have out there says will help or what you should do about it but other people might give you information that you know works a little differently or a little better for you Lisa Woods is the author of When Good Boobs Go Bad, Cut Them Out of Your Life. She's a local breast cancer survivor who uh, is a survivor from a diagnosis in, back in 2014, uh, putting together this book uh, of uh, a way kind of like your your journal. It and- was, yeah, it really is a diary of uh, from right at diagnosis up to my fifth, you know, my five-year mark, wow. the all-important five-year mark. Um, it's it's the diary with additional commentary and writing and stories I didn't share. It's a lot of a lot of things that just apply to everyone, just kind of life stuff, things you encounter, um, things you come across as you go through this journey and, and any other major health journey. Um, you know, so I my hope is that my journey can help someone else to uh, you know get through theirs, to you know give some encouragement, some inspiration, some helpful tips, just just that community. To Absolutely. other women that are going through, and even men, don't forget the men. That's men right. can get breast cancer too, so everybody needs to check. You know, men need to be aware. You need to know what 
your breasts look like, what they feel like. So if anything is different, you check it out. Well, in, in part of uh, our story, uh, Megan and, and myself was, uh, you know, she she had just touch tests or something mm-hmm. during her right. uh, yearly checkups, but that didn't catch it. It was me feeling it, her husband feeling yeah. it uh, during an intimate moment and saying, right. wait a second, something doesn't feel right there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she took it upon herself and, and made that happen. Talk about the importance of not waiting, about oh. about getting in, talking to a doctor, getting diagnosed. Yes. Uh, early detection is vital to successful treatment. The earlier, the better. Uh, you know, there have been, there's eight women now in my family. Four of us are survivors. Um, or, I'm sorry, five of us are survivors. And um, those that are no longer with us, it's because they didn't catch it early enough, treatment didn't start early enough, or they didn't even know. So it's really important to, to know what you look like, feel like, and to catch anything. And if anything doesn't look right, doesn't feel like, you just feel kind of way about something, that you take it to your doctor and you have it checked out um, and, and don't feel bad about it if it's nothing, and hopefully it isn't. Uh, have your yearly mammograms. If you're past you're at the 40-year mark or if you have a family history, mine started at 26, um, you know, do your mammograms, do your self-exams. It's important that you you know what everything feels like so you can catch something quick. Um, you know, earlier stage, the better, the more treatments um, that are out there that can take care of it, you can move forward. Um, it's absolutely important that, that early detection is the best protection. No 100%. question about it. Uh, Lisa, how can people get a copy of your book? The book is on Amazon.com. You can pull it up by name. You can pull it up by ni- my name. You can just go to Lisa Woods. Uh, also, if you're local, you can find – if you're local, I'm happy to get you a signed copy. You can contact me directly. You can find me on Facebook at When Good Boobs Go Bad, Lisa's Odyssey. You can message me there. And um, I'm happy to sign a copy and deliver it right to you or go on Amazon and, and pull it up and order it. Lisa Woods. Amazing. She is the author of When Good Boobs Go Bad, Cut Them Out of Your Life. You can find this on Amazon. Lisa, uh, local author, local breast cancer survivor, thank you for sharing your story. And uh, I tell Megan all the time, thank you for for doing what you're doing and extending your life. And I'll tell you as well, thank you for doing what you did to extend your life so you can be here to tell us about your story. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you for having me here. And my best to you and Megan and everybody out there. Just, you know, check your boobs. Mine tried to kill me.